The storm of creation crackled and surged with the primordial forces of the universe. Emerging from the abyss came Karmont, the first star dragon, callously wielding these forces, scarring the very fabric of reality. Orberus, the second star dragon, witnessing the chaos, attempted to quell the madness with knowledge and order. These elder dragons would shape the cosmos to their will. Through their battles, the stars, sun, and sky were formed. Their defeated bodies, forever entangled in conflict, would become the world ring itself. As the embers of the elder dragons flickered and dimmed, more star dragons would emerge, gifting the new peoples of the ring wondrous magics and knowledge. The world seemed prosperous and filled with potential. But mortals are fickle creatures, and their lust for power knows no limits. The darkness inside them growing with every cycle and season. Seeing this cruelty spread across the ring like a plague, the star dragons vanished, vowing only to return when the prophecy has been fulfilled. Thus began the Age of War. Hitting magic against innovation, the conflict would ravage the ring for centuries. In the midst of a new age, a tenuous truce has been forged. Yet the people of the ring remain uneasy. For a storm brews in the hearts of every living creature. And the thread that binds a troubled world is pulled almost to its limit. It's easy to forget that sometimes... Sometimes. The most wondrous things happen just before the thread snaps. Hello, adventurers, and welcome to the Dueling Dungeon Masters podcast. My name is Michael. My name is Mark. Uh, yeah, welcome. Um, <laughs> this is our kind of... Session zero pre-show introduction. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, so we decided to go with a fantasy world for our first season um, because it's familiar to us and probably to most of you out there listening to tabletop role-playing podcasts. There's a few of them, I imagine. (laughs) There's a couple of them. Uh, They're they're kind of not very well known. Yeah, it's a rising. (laughs) It's a very niche market. (laughs) Um, so yeah, we wanted to uh, take the time right now to kind of tell you a little bit about the world that we've created. And in our session zero, specifically with our cast, we came up with this entire world out of their brains. Um, we had a little bit of say in how it kind of fits together, but for the most part, um, all of this came from a game we played during our session zero. Yeah, we kind of adapted um, year one and some kids on bike world creation card playing game where, like Michael said, everybody had a, had a turn to really dive in deep to some mm-hmm. cool locations and factions and world history that can be plugged in to create some interesting, uh, yeah, some interesting stuff for sure. So in our session zero, we came up with, uh, or one of our players came up with the idea of the donut planet, the world ring, um, which we reside in. And uh, the conflict uh, within the world ring lies in the inner ring and the outer ring. 
yeah, um, you know, as the as that introduction told you, ravaged by war and all of that sort of stuff. Um, aside from the conflict, um, you might notice in there's a lot of uh, plant creatures. There's a lot of plant, animal, human hybrids. Um, we also decided that birds were the dominant species on the planet, so we've got a lot of variations of those. Hopefully, bring a lot of colorful um, flair to the show, and a lot of wacky antics. <laughs> yes, and a lot of a lot of ridiculous uh, antics around those birds and those animals, hybrids. So uh, we chose uh, for our first uh, system that we wanted to run uh, ICRPG, made by uh, Hankering for a Nail. Check them out over at Runehammer Games. Um, it's basically. Uh, D&D light, uh, but there were a few rules that we really connected with to allow to uh, do the Dueling Dungeon Masters idea. Um, the major thing that we took away from it is turns. Um, obviously, to implement Dueling Dungeon Masters, we have to find a way to switch off in a uh, relatively structured format. So the turn-based format of ICRPG was just just right. Mm-hmm. Chef's kiss. There are a couple of tweaks that we've made along the way. Uh, the mastery system, uh, we've added a couple of extra things to boost our uh, kind of our experience system. Yeah, and hero coins have their own have their own things in ICRPG. We are making them. Um, they can re-roll dice. They can change their turn order, or they can add to damage or effort or anything that they need. Um, to help boost the excitement, really. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, we have an amazing cast. Um, Nick Mason, uh, Beverly Provost, Peter Merritt, and Savannah Merritt are, like, just ready to go with anything we throw at them, which is great because we're throwing a lot of crazy shit at them. <laughs> yeah, at them and each other. And each other. <laughs> That's true. Um, which is part of it. Which is part of it. Um yeah, they all they all made really fun characters and fun subversions mm-hmm. of certain tropes, which I think are going to be really interesting for everybody to listen to. Right. So instead of us talking about the characters and telling you about them, we decided we would let the characters describe themselves. So away we go. <laughs> How you doing? The name's Thorn, and there ain't nobody like me. Well, at least nobody in Solaria, anyway. And I'm a little bit of a celebrity around here. Anybody who bets on the fights knows my green mug. You see, I'm a plant-like humanoid. Don't know what kind, exactly. Five foot nothing with a rosebud growing right out of the back of my head. But I ain't no delicate flower. I'm a lot tougher than I look. One moment, my skin's as smooth as a vine. And the next, it's thick and knotted like the bark of a tree. My physical strength always surprises folks, too. A little thing like me can clean the clock of a guy twice my size, easy. Especially once I've transformed my fists into massive thorn-covered weapons. And I can do a lot more than just swing a mean punch. I can also change my arms into powerful vines to wrap them up tight. The clothes I'm wearing ain't actually clothes, either. I grew them myself. I know I look a little unusual, but don't get too close, or I might prick ya. My best friend is my manager, Corny. He's the fucking worst. Taught me everything I know. How to fight, how to talk, and how to survive in the CD underbelly of Solaria. Oh, and I almost forgot. I got somebody else in my corner, too. My pet squirrel named Snacks. On account of she's always looking for something to eat. 
My unique appearance can make it tough to make friends, but snacks more than makes up for my prickly personality. But uh, despite being a big deal in the boxing ring, somebody who looks like me don't get treated too well in the inner ring. The town guards always got me on the ropes. I got a scrap for everything I call my own, which ain't too much. Even though I got some money now, it don't mean a thing. All I really want to know is where I came from. As far as I can remember, I just woke up one day in the Great Green just outside the city. I snuck inside the gates and took any odd job I could get, most of which involved punching things. The games are coming up soon, and if I win, I'm going to wish for someone who can teach me all about where I came from. Or maybe I'll just go on an all-expense-paid trip around the ring. Who knows? One day I'll find my family. But until then, it's another shot of whiskey and rolling with the punches. Grenda! You may know Grenda from such songs as Monster's Lullaby. Grenda no know how old Grenda is, but no ask lady how old she is. Grenda is big green girl with big teeth for big smiles. Am too big to fit in house, but Grenda no live in house. Grenda live in outer ring forest between two villages. Shh! No tell strangers where Grenda live. This Grenda first time in Solaria. It's very different from Grenda home. Grenda miss home and want to go back. Grenda can't go home without Shiny, though. It Grenda favorite thing. Find it all by self in woods when Grenda little. Ha <laughs> Been long, long time since Grenda little. Maybe Grenda find new friends to help. New friends make Grenda very happy. Grenda get big happy sometimes, and Grenda can use big happy to help. Things that make Grenda happy are flowers, presents, feasts of food, new friends, shinies, and with someone like Grenda tinkering. <laughs> oh, oh, though sometimes Grenda get happy too big and make as big a mess as Grenda. But that okay, because Grenda help her. Grenda not so good with reading and numbers, but Grenda is smart in other ways. Grenda like to tinker. When Grenda tinker, Grenda tink. And when Grenda tink, Grenda usually tinkering. Home villages look and work much better thanks to Grenda tinkering. Uh, home. Grenda go try and go home now. Okay, bye. Good morning, world. My name is Juno, and it is so nice to meet you. My typical day starts early as I rise with the sun. I style my purple hair, shave my morning mustache, and run to the door of my sewing shop. Open sign displayed, shutters wide open, beautiful dresses in the windows. All that's left is to wait for the customers. And so I wait. And wait. And eat a sweet roll. And wait. Turns out the sewing market is a little saturated in the outer ward. Running a business in the big city of Solaria is a lot harder than I expected when I left my backcountry home. 
Sometimes I only get one customer a day, and one dress a day does not the bills pay. Luckily, my night job helps out a bit. You see, when I left home with the city in my eyes, I was a 23-year-old root with gray skin. I stood out. At least, when I wore my face, that is. See, my body is my gift. I have blood magic in me. As a thief for hire, being able to don a new face every job comes in handy. And when I'm wearing someone else's face, it's a lot easier to pay the bills. So I'm down to do anything, if you've got the rings. So here I am, ready to seize the day. And nothing, not transphobia, not run-ins with the religious authorities, not even a business barely in the black is going to stop me from enjoying the wonders of this world. These rings are amazing. And I want to fill every day with as much life and love as possible. After all, we only got one life, right? Greetings, stranger. No, don't get up. I see there's an empty seat here. Oh, my. I'm a bit parched, but I'm also short on rings. Any chance I could, uh, get my cup filled in exchange for a story? Wonderful! My name is Walter Emmett West, and I am the victim of magic most foul and malicious. At least I think I may have been. I made my way to this fine city of Solaria from the Outer Ring in search of knowledge and learning, only to find the mysteries I sought behind lock and key kept by a select few of the wealthy and powerful. I personally believe in anarchy in my heart, so authority and I have never really gotten along. Oh, a broken window, an angry guard, and a short time in irons later, and I was tricked into signing my name, my true name. And ever since then, my memory has been failing me. I can't even recall much of myself before setting out for Solaria. Clearly, I am under the power of some malignant sorcerer in this bureaucracy, suppressing my magic. I did have magic, powerful wizardry. Or at least I think I did. In any case, I have some power left, and I am seeking unique individuals who can help lift this curse off of my mind. My mother used to say, never underestimate a group of rubes who you meet in a tavern. Maybe that was someone else. Or someone else. Not to worry, for I have a way to counter their memory spell. You see, if I can keep my mind muddled and well lubricated, then my thoughts and memories will be too slippery to manipulate. Blast! I hate to drink and run, but I have a rather large unpaid tab at this establishment. Here comes the barkeep. Goodbye! Okay, well, that's our team. Um, thank you so much for listening, and please keep doing so. <laughs> uh, yeah, we really appreciate it. Uh, if you're ready for episode one, head on over to the next episode. My name is Michael. My name is Mark. And we are the Dueling, Dueling Dungeon, Dungeon Masters. Masters. <laughs> <laughs>